Welcome to Crosstalk News. I'm Edward Zoll. I'm Jillian. We have some pretty epic Christian testimonies. You hear about them, the many people claim to have them, but we actually have moving testimony to share today. And again, I, I want to do a plug, a plug for heaven that the devil's a loser. We have all this and more with Pastor Todd Coconado in just a moment here on Crosstalk News. So it's my distinct pleasure to welcome back Todd Coconado from his, uh, I'll say it as a sabbatical, maybe more of a break. Todd has overcome uh, recent health issues. He's, uh, he's, he's still working through a little bit of it, but he is saved by the blood of Jesus. And he's here now yep. with us to share a little bit about it. Good morning, Todd. Hey. How are you? Good morning. I'm feeling great. And you're right. You know what? The devil's a liar. He's defeated in Jesus' name. He tried to take me out once again. The Lord spared my life once again. Hey, and I just want to give a shout out to all the frontline doctors. You know, I've been on a tour with them on the Reawake America tour, and I've met many of these frontline doctors. And, you know, I just have to say they, they put their careers on the line to share the truth. Uh, you know, the Zelenko protocol and all these amazing uh, this information that they've given us. And that's really one of the reasons why I'm here today. Uh, Edward and Jillian. So I'm just so thankful for them. And I wanted to give a shout out to, to all those frontline doctors that have held the line and stood for truth despite the persecution. Look, there is a gold rush of freedom right now. It started with the frontline doctors standing up against the pandemic back in 2020. Judy Mikevitz, Simone Gold, Dr. McCullough, Dr. Malone, anybody who's coming out and speaking truth, sharing facts, healing people. Dr. Stella Emanuel, the people that are, yes. are daring to challenge the devil and his minions, I'd say a lot of these folks, they're, they're either useful idiots or they're actively participating in this. But the frontline doctors to the truckers who are standing against Justin Trudeau and his tyrannical regime, they're heroes. There's a gold rush of freedom, a gold rush of joy. And I'm, I'm hoping to ride that wave for the kingdom, share the gospel in this time. And, and as you said, Todd, he, the devil, he's a liar. He's a cheat. Jillian, you, you had an interesting uh, analogy about the, the guy who lost, the guy who lost at Calvary. <laughs> um, the devil? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I, I have, he's short, Yeah, I think. He's, he's, a, he's a midget, flamboyantly gay loser. There we go. He's That's a loser. He is. He's, he's class A middle child syndrome. Yes. And, uh, you know, he, he, he made a terrible decision. He's going to pay for it for the rest of eternity. But I'll tell you this, we're going to steal away those that he's deceived. And, and Todd, I was, I was perusing that uh, demonic platform that we still have access to, Facebook. And, and actually, I had a wonderful Monday. I had a wonderful Monday because Todd was streaming and he was sharing a very powerful testimony about, again, he took the Super Bowl, which we all assume is going to be somewhat demonic. And he used it to talk about his youth, his youth as a Hollywood actor, I'd say more so falling into some things, uh, drugs, gangster culture, other things. But you use it as a way for people, especially people with kids who are starting to, to look at little Nas X, the guy who's having sex with the devil, use it as a way to shake them out of this. But Todd, you are a, a fighter, a warrior on the, on the ground level. Can you share a little bit about what you shared on Monday on Facebook? Absolutely. And I just feel like the spirit was leading me, Edward, because honestly, that wasn't my intention initially to talk about testimony. I was just kind of talk about the Super Bowl halftime show. But what I was seeing, which was so interesting to me, was that there was Christians in my feed, many of them uh, that were saying, oh, I'm so glad the Super Bowl halftime show was so much better this year. And it was family friendly. 
And so I said, wait a minute, what? So I had to, I had to watch it. I, I, you know, I didn't honestly watch the Super Bowl, but when I saw these comments, I said, okay, I'm going to go on YouTube and I'm going to watch the halftime show. So I did. And what I saw was, yes, they, it may be a little bit better because we're so conditioned as a culture. And for the past nine, 10 years or more, we've been seeing such demonic stuff at these Super Bowl halftime shows. I mean, all these half naked women, wardrobe malfunctions, uh, all kinds of symbolism. And it's really undeniable. I mean, if somebody wants to say this isn't happening, there's so many amazing people that have taken the time to make these great videos where they break it down and they show it all. So I really would implore everybody to look into that, you know, because I think you have to have your head buried in the sand to say that there's not symbolism. So let's go to this year's Super Bowl halftime show. So, you know, people are saying it's family friendly. So, you know, it's Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem. You know, these are guys that literally were, you know, in my generation, gangster rap, there was an East Coast, West Coast rivalry. It was pushing violence. And what I what I never understand is the same people that are saying they're for women, you know, women's rights and Me Too and all this stuff, which I'm all for. But the thing is, then they don't say anything about rap music that literally calls women B's and H's and demeans them and pushes promiscuity, pushes violence, uh, pushes, you know, all types of abusive relationships and, you know, suicidal thoughts. I mean, if you ever look at Eminem's lyrics, you know, just look at them. I mean, and they're saying this is family friendly. So I, you know, long story short, Edward, I have a connection to this because when I lived in Porter Ranch, California, I lived next door to one of the main guys behind Dr. Dre. His name was Mailman. And, you know, he would be a producer that made many of the beats that we know from Dr. Dre's songs. So, you know, I get to, I got to go in the studio there. I got to kind of see a little bit firsthand of the lifestyle that these guys were living. And, you know, no, no disrespect to Mailman. I think he was a nice man. But, you know, it was a very different lifestyle, an alternative lifestyle that as a Christian, I would not support on so many different levels. Now, I pray I'm not I'm not against the people, Dr. Dre or these I, I would they can all come to my church. Uh, I would love for them to come and get saved. We treat them with respect and honor, just like anybody. And I'm no better than any of them, but but I'm not going to promote the sin. It's the sin, not the sinner. It's the sin that we as people of God need to call out. So to me, it wasn't family friendly at all. And so I just need to say that. Well, certainly when it comes to the Super Bowl, I I, I don't have the time to watch it anymore. I wish we, we actually talked about, I think on Monday, Jillian, that, mm -hmm. that sports, uh, they should be something that uh, we do as a hobby, stay in shape. We also watch it at times. It doesn't become an idol, though. It should be something that uh, promotes competitiveness, manliness, uh, and women yeah. playing sports too. You get to comp be involved in competition, <clears throat> teamwork. Yeah. There's many aspects of this which are good, but that's not what the Super Bowl is anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Super Bowl, if I'm not getting some kind of uh, woke political message about putting your knee on the ground to kill cops, uh, I'm getting uh, Satanism. I'm literally getting Satanism fed to me, whether it be from Linda Nas X or 50 Cent, I think it was in the halftime show this time. He went down to the hell and he had girls twerking with him. I don't want any of that in my household. Uh, I don't have kids. I wouldn't let them watch it anyway. I think when it comes to this, though, the, the thing about the Super Bowl that's uh, the most egregious thing, we talked about money, was the sex trafficking, right? Yeah. The, the trafficking of young girls, the impact to households, I think many men during this time period, there's been studies that came out, uh, abuse kicks up around the Super Bowl week. Mm -hmm. uh, many men who were already uh, completely hooked to the TV, addicted, mind-controlled by the content, the programming that they're being fed, uh, they abuse their families, their kids, because yeah. they just want to just sit there and eat chicken wings and watch the game. <laughs> yeah. But w when it comes to you know, the ability of Christians to take what's happening in the moment, the, the current events, and, and use it as an opportunity to, to witness, to share, to evangelize, that is the Great Commission. 
I mean, generally, you know, we, we talked about the Super Bowl. We talked about the clear Satanism around it. But your generation, you never really got into the Super Bowl, right? I mean, it's... I mean, it's kind of a lame thing, right? I mean, there is there's a lot of guys that that were in my generation who were like hooked to fantasy football, fantasy baseball, mm. stuff like that, and it was kind of like for me, I just saw fantasy football as like a, a form of gambling in a sort, mm. and I was I was just never really into that. Um, and my family wasn't really into that either. We were a soccer family, so we we weren't really into football. We were more into soccer, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, my my generation doesn't really pay attention to that stuff anymore um, because I feel like we've gotten to the point where we're just fed up with everything and everyone um, and just what the left has constantly been pushing. Even, even the leftist like, people in my generation, they're just tired of it. They don't want anything to do with politics anymore, and they, they won't watch. Well, there's, a, there's something uh, very troubling about what's happening in our age, and is mm-hmm. that um, we feel disenfranchised from everything. And I speak as a millennial. I, I speak as someone who spends time around uh, Gen X and younger, or Gen Z, I suppose would be your age. And um, also, I, I spend time around pastors, I spend time around other men of God. And, and the problem is everybody is feeling disenfranchised by yeah. the system, whether it be the government or the news lying to us. Uh, I, I read in the, the Bible this morning about talebearers. We're called not to be talebearers, yet <laughs> often people are just making things up, spreading bad information around. But I did get an email from a brother in Christ, and he shared with me that he sees the Super Bowl as uh, it's a hallmark of American culture. And uh, he, was, he, he actually said the very thing that you just, uh, you just came at and attacked, and rightfully attacked Todd. He said, well, it wasn't as bad as the last one. It wasn't as bad as the tens before. And I'm like... Man, where is the standard at? Okay, so there <laughs> exactly. wasn't a naked woman twerking, and the devil didn't pop out of the stadium. So that's a win? Okay, no, it's a, it's not a win. It's a loss. Uh, but the, the thing I look at for the Super Bowl, uh, often the, the, the mentality, even the gangster culture, because I like to address that. Uh, I, I was involved in a group of, of, of faith leaders and others after the George Floyd uh, incident happened out in Minneapolis. And and the response uh, from many black pastors was, well, this is it. You're going to have to pay for uh, layman racism among evangelicals. And I'm like, no, can we have a discussion about the impact of gangster culture on families, on on the yeah. fact that now we have legalized shoplifting? I mean, it was starting two years ago. Now, Todd, you might have heard this. Uh, you know, obviously, you have still from Connections out in California. You heard about if you if you uh, steal something of, of anything above $950 yeah. in value, yeah. you're going to get arrested. But if it's under it, you can steal steaks. They actually oh, get it. start locking steaks up because people are just stealing food. This is destroying families, yeah. Todd, right? I mean, like, why are church leaders, uh, Christians, not talking about that? And instead, we're talking about the woke messages from the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, it's a matter of fact. I mean, if you have any logic or common sense, you know, we would be talking about these issues, but that's out the door. You know what the real issue is, is when there's no moral compass. There's no... Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible is truth. The Bible is what we want to follow as people to be successful, not only here on earth, but, you know, for eternity. So when you start taking God out of everything, there's no nothing to really weigh truth to or to weigh morality to. So there's you know, this is what happens. There's lawlessness. And that's what the, the leftists are pushing in America today is lawlessness. They believe that if they can get as much chaos as possible, then they can come in and say, hey, we have the solution. You know, and so that's a Cloward and Piven strategy, you know, overwhelm the system. They're following the rules for radicals. So, you know, they, they show us their playbook. But for some reason, people on our side don't want to believe it. 
And so we live in this normalcy bias where we think like, oh, that can't really be happening or, oh, I'm so glad it's a little bit better this year. My family can watch it. We don't want to settle for mediocre. In fact, the Bible says, come out from among them. Be holy for I am holy. You know, little leaven leavens the whole lump. The church of Laodicea is what? Going to be spit out. So we have to, you know, the straight is the way, narrow is the gate. I mean, how many scriptures do I need to say? Uh, That's who we need to be. The church is meant to be the head and not the tail. And so we don't want to be influenced by culture. We want to influence culture. And we, it's time for us to rise up. And I'm so thankful for these truckers up in Canada. But let me tell you, I would have loved to have seen the pastors. And there have been some amazing pastors that have stood up. But could you imagine if hundreds of pastors, thousands of pastors would have stood up during this pandemic and said, we're not going to forsake the assembling together with the brethren. We're going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to be healed in the name of Jesus. I mean, this whole thing would have been different, you know. So I'm thankful for the bold pastors. I'm thankful for the people that have stood up. But we've got to stop settling for mediocre. We've got to stop saying, oh, this is okay." We have to stand for the entirety of the word of God, Edward. Imagine if Jesus had uh, settled for mediocre. Think about it. Oh, I'll just save half of mankind. I'll just save a quarter of mankind. No, he took every single sin that had happened and is going to happen. And he took it on him. He died for us. He took it all. It was no compromise. There is no compromise with the gospel. I honestly, I believe this. I hope I'm not proven wrong. I believe the next generation wants a Orthodox Christianity. They want a, a just the Bible, just the facts. They just want the gospel, not any of the, the concessions, not the compromise we've seen with churches endorsing the vaccine, separating yeah. congregations based on masks. Yep. And you know what? I hope to battle the devil on this because you've seen the impact, Todd, as a pastor, and Jillian, you're, you're living it. You feel like you can't even get involved in a big congregation. You feel like you can't yeah. get involved in the system, right? Because you're not sure if by getting involved, you're yoking yourself to something unclean. Yeah, exactly. I 100% agree. It's been really, really difficult. Um, I, I just moved from Seattle to Florida a couple months ago, and it's been a- incredibly difficult for me to find a church to go to that aligns with my views because everything is a compromise now. And I'm just not for that. I've mm-hmm. never been for a compromise. I've just been for the truth. And there've been so many people who they'll just go and go and go to the same church that they don't even believe in just because just because it's, it's something. And I'm like, you're not being spiritually fed if you're going to a church that will endorse BLM, that will endorse um, abortions and Planned Parenthood. You're not going to be spiritually fulfilled if you are going to a place that promotes evil. I think we we have to be pursuing a path of righteousness and life, and it's every day. It's also about joy too. It's mm-hmm. uh, I, I think about this, uh, Todd. I, I thought about driving up to Canada this past weekend. We were on a, an assignment. I plugged it in my Google Maps and it said how many hours? About about fourteen hours for me to get here to the Ambassador yeah. Bridge, and I said I could All either right. do that, or I can continue to lob spiritual artillery, prayers, intercessions, uh, rebukes. From here in Vero, because that's my role. But I, I, you know, I yeah. still want to go out to, to be physically with these people. But that's the thing. It's a multi-front effort. It's asymmetric spiritual warfare in this sense. And our role in it, uh, you as a pastor, Jillian, you as a young uh, faith leader, an influencer, and me as just the host of Crosstalk, okay? <laughs> our job is, is to bring information, inform, inspire, and reveal again 
the information yeah. that's important to the body of Christ. And we also have to uplift because I, I feel something, especially in this area, whether it be the truckers, whether it be the doctors. We've gone through a very stressful last two years. Mm -hmm. And that's not a it's not a snowflake take. It's not something that I know the last generation about. Well, you don't know anything. We have to go through many wars. No, I, I think it is fair to say the last two years were hellish. That's, Absolutely. You guys agree? We have to come oh. out of it with lessons learned. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, we're never going to close the churches again in this country. We need never. to be out there in front of those churches, wherever it be, if they attempt to do it again. Yeah. But the other part, too, is we cannot compromise. Yeah. Compromise right. is the devil is the devil's deal. It's, yep. it's a deal with the devil. It's never going to prove to be fruitful. And uh, I know when it comes to the information, we could be talking about the president being proven right over, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton <laughs> paying a tech worker to hack his system, his system in his Trump Tower, and, 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 and essentially doing everything they said was a conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. It was all true. It was true. We could be talking about get her going bankrupt. We could be talking about many things. But I'll tell you, I'm so happy, and I'm so happy on Monday, Todd, that when I tuned in, I did not hear an AP or an NPR broadcast when I listened to your broadcast on Facebook. I heard the gospel. I heard a minister out in the thicket fighting the devil. Mm -hmm. And I'm standing with you, brother. We're going to do drive-bys on the devil, okay? <laughs> That's right. That's right. 100%. We have to speak truth. It's the truth that sets the captive free. You mentioned the last two years. They've been tough. But, you know, the Bible talks about to those who endure until the end. It says, do not grow weary in doing good. So we have to stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen, hope in a future. And the word of God says, occupy, occupy until he comes. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I feel like I have a mandate. You know, I just walked through this recent blockage in my heart. But once again, the Lord spared my life. I look at it as like, hey, it's a mandate. Like I'm going to stand for the entirety of the word of God. I'm not backing down because ultimately God orders my steps, you know, and so uh, there must be a reason why he keeps sparing my life, Edward. You know, I'm still here and I'm going to stand for righteousness. And I, I know that so many of you are doing the same and we stand with you. That's why this show is here, you know, is to stand with people, speak the truth because the truth sets the captive free. And so that's what we're doing. Amen. And uh, I, I feel I feel a calling to to be a rock for people in this time. Jesus is my rock. You have support. Yes. If you're out there, you feel alone, please reach out to us on Gab, uh, on a Gab at Crosstalk News. Uh, we also uh, take uh, uh, messages. If you want to send an email to us, crosstalknews at protonmail.com, we'll answer them. Please send your prayers. Please send your support, too. That's where we're to do this without ads, without any kind of crazy things popping up all over the time. Uh, we uh, are frugal. We are fighters. But, Lord, we ask for your support if you are willing to help us out here. Uh, if you'd like to send prayer requests, mail support, our mailing address is 2046 Treasure Coast Plaza, uh, Suite A, number 138. That's Vero Beach, Florida, 32960. It's here on screen. And uh, also, if uh, you want to try to prepare, uh, say, with food or, or even with coffee or water filters, uh, prepare with Crosstalk. We have a special deal with My Patriot Supply. Prepare with Crosstalk. If you go there, you're able to order food at a discount. Prepare for the winter. Look, if, if Ukraine does get invaded, and I don't believe anything that comes out of the government, but if they do, it's going to impact the food supply. You want to make sure you have a little bit of food, a little bit of coffee, maybe a water filter. You can get all of this at preparewithcrosstalk.com. And in addition to this, the, the last one, I want to give a call, a little, a little shout out, to that brave man out of Minnesota, the man that refuses to buckle, regardless of what Jimmy Kimmel says about him, regardless of what anyone says about him. This man's authentic. We've met him. He's a believer. He used to smoke crack. Now he is smoking with the Lord. I, I said it's probably not appropriate. I say he is walking with the Lord. Okay. Now I'm obviously talking about Mike Lindell. 
He has been gracious enough to give us a promo code. It's promo code CROSSTALK. You go to mypillow.com, order anything on there. He has just sent 10,000 pillows and the prayers and love of America to those truckers in Ottawa. Please consider supporting us through these means or just say a prayer for us right now. We love the prayers. I know Todd does. It's what makes his smile grow. So, <laughs> Todd, I'm going to give you the last word before we close out for today's Crosstalk. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just that this is a time. Listen, we're, none of us are here in this time period by mistake. The Lord knew that we're going to be here. And I believe it's the greatest time to be alive. We are on the cusp of the greatest end time harvest, I really believe, that we'll ever see. And uh, it's such an opportunity. It's the church's greatest hour. So stand up, rise up, stand on the promise of God. Like I said, don't be discouraged. Uh, you know, don't pull back or withdraw but instead push forward in Jesus Christ because we're not victims, we're victorious in him. And so uh, I just want to encourage you today, keep standing, keep fighting. And uh, let's just pray real quick. Lord, we just thank you for every person that's watching right now. And we just pray blessings over them. And we pray that they would be encouraged, strengthened in their faith today, that they'd go deeper with you, that they would know that they've been raised up for a time as this. And I believe you've kept your remnant hidden, Lord God, for this time period. And so many people have visions and dreams and different things that you're putting on their heart. And I just pray that they would uh, do those things, Lord God, that they would not be afraid uh, because they know that the God of heaven and earth who created all things is with them. And so we just thank you. We praise you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 What a wonderful way to end out today. Thank you so much for joining us, Todd. And of course, uh, uh, Jillian, thank you for coming on to of the team. Course. It's been a great last couple of weeks. Yes. It's been wonderful. <laughs> yes, it has. Okay. Well, we'll be back on Friday with our live stream on Cozy. But always remember, Christ is with you. God bless you. America, what you need, a little honesty.